0: Have you ever been bageled? Like when you walk past a stranger and they start humming Hava Nagila? Welcome to the Transformative Duff. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today, we are on page 62 of Tractate Day Nadarim, and we learn the importance of representing heaven wherever you go. Welcome to the Transformative Duff, and thank you for being my Chavrisa today. I like to begin with a story. The Talmud teaches that once most of the trimming knives used to pick the fruit off the tree have been put away for winter, Anyone may enter the field and freely partake of the fruit. A farmer once discovered Rabbi Tarfin eating in his field after the period of the trimming knives had passed. He threw him into a sack, took him and ran to throw him into the river. Rabbi Tarifin began screaming, woe is to Tarifin who is about to be killed. Hearing him, the farmer dropped the sack and ran away. For the rest of his life, Rabbi Tarfin harbored remorse over the incident saying, woe is me that I utilize the crown of Torah for personal benefit. Indeed, Rabbi Barbarachana quoted Rabbi Yochanan, Whoever utilizes the crown of Torah is uprooted from the world. Today's duff tells the story of Rabbi Tarfan and explains why Rabbi Tarfin shouldn't have used the fact that he was a rabbi to get himself out of his unfortunate situation. Let's look at the Gemara. Rabbi Barbarachana quoted Rabbi Yochanan, Whoever utilizes the crown of Torah is uprooted from the world. This may be derived by means of an A4 tree inference. If Belshazzar, who made use of the holy temple vessels, which had already become non-sacred vessels by that time, for after their forcible removal from the temple, the vessels lost their sanctity, as it is stated, and robbers shall enter into it and profane it, showing that once the temple vessels have been robbed, they become non-sacred. If he was uprooted from the world for his actions, as it says, on that night Belshazzar was killed, then one who makes use of the crown of Torah, which lives and endures forever, all the more so. And in the case of Rabbi Tarfon, since he was eating during the time when most of the knives had been set aside, why did that man bother him? Because someone had been stealing grapes from him all year long, and when he found Rabbi Tarfon, he thought, This is the one who stole from me. If so, why did Rabbi Tarfon berate himself? Since Rabbi Tarfon was very wealthy, he should have sought to appease him with money. It is taught to love the Lord your God, to listen to his voice, and to cleave to him meaning that a person shouldn't say, I will learn Torah so that they will call me a sage. I will study so that they will call me rabbi. I will review it so that I will be an elder and sit in the academy. Rather, learn out of love. And the honor will ultimately come, as it says, bind them upon your fingers, write them upon the tablet of your heart. And it says its ways are ways of pleasantness. And it says it is a tree of life to those who grasp it. Happy is every one who holds it fast. Rabbi Eliezer bar Rabbi Tzaddik says, do things for the sake of their performance and speak words of Torah for their own sake. Do not make them a crown with which to become glorified or make them a spade with which to dig. And this is an A4 tree inference. If Belshazzar who made use of only of sacred vessels that had become non-sacred was uprooted from the world, one who makes use of the crown of Torah all the more so. Rava said, it is permitted for a person to make himself known in a place where people do not know him. As it is written, but I, your servant, have feared the Lord from my youth. But this is difficult with regard to Rabbi Tafin, as he was very wealthy, and therefore he should have sought to appease him with money. Rather raises a contradiction. It is written, but I, your servant, have feared the Lord from my youth. And it is written, let another praise you and not your own mouth. This verse is referring to a place where people know him, whereas the other refers to a place where people do not know him. Let's analyze the Gemara. Generally, one should avoid pride and haughtiness associated with his Torah learning. However, certain circumstances call for a Talmud Chacham to let others know that he is learned. One such situation is in a place where he is unknown. Why? So that people have the opportunity to learn from him and ask him halachic queries. When we lived in Edmonton, a lot of people would pass through during the summer en route to the Canadian Rockies. One summer, a well-known rabbi came through and popped into the shul for Mendechemariv. It was so out of context to see him come in with his polo shirt and ball cap. But I was very excited at the opportunity to hear a good vart. After all, Edmonton was a little off the beaten track, and we wouldn't often have the opportunity to hear from renowned rabbis. And so I asked him to share some Torah between Mincha and Mariv. Sorry, he chuckled, I'm on vacation. Perhaps he was hesitant to address the congregation in his polo shirt, but Rava teaches that a rabbi is never on vacation. He must always be available to rabbinate wherever he finds himself. A colleague of mine, when asked where is a rabbi, loves to respond, wherever I go. That's the right attitude. Atal Makhachem may be traveling, but he should never feel that he's off. One of the things that I love to do pa- personally is to teach the transformative daf wherever I go. Some of the more exotic places I've taught include the Magein Abot synagogue in Singapore, in Thailand at Phuket Chabad and at the Hilton Hotel in Trinidad, where I gathered the local Jews together for a Hanukkah party where I, when I was once there for work. But of course, you don't need to be a rabbi to teach Torah. Each of us was sent to earth on a divine mission. You never get a vacation from your mission. Every place you go, you have the opportunity to be a Kiddush Hashem and a heavenly ambassador. You never know why the Almighty has directed your footsteps to a certain place at a certain time. Have you ever been baggled? Take off your ball cap and proudly display your yarmulke. I guarantee you'll be bageled in no time at all. Baggling happens when a complete stranger starts whistling Hava Nagila nearby. He's seen your yarmulke and his pintle a year, the spark of his neshama, is reaching out to engage with you. But he has no idea what to say. Your job is to pick up on those little signals and open the conversation with him you can never do it if you're on vacation and you look just like everyone else. You are an ambassador of Hashem. Be proud of who you are and wear your mission on your sleeve. If that complete stranger doesn't summon up the courage to whistle, just know what an impact you've made just by proudly displaying your diplomatic license plate. May you merit being a heavenly ambassador wherever you go, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years, or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation, it's about talking over the Duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe, to achieving a life of simcha and purpose, transform your life today. The Transformative Daff is published by Mosaic Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daff.